Hello and welcome to my podcast, Blagging Motherhood. I am your host, Elisha. Join me as I discuss, talk, moan and maybe cry about all things parenting. And I mean the good, the bad and more importantly, the goddamn ugly. What up, legends? So, here it is, my first podcast. What? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much just talk about myself for this first one because I feel like that's the normal right thing to do. So I was born in Northern Ireland. I'm a Taurus. I'm known to be stubborn, superficial, materialistic. Um, I read on the internet that apparently we have clean homes, nice cars, and a decent wardrobe. I can confirm that all of that is bullshit for me. It might be for other Torians, but it's not for me. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) I'm completely the opposite. We're also known to be empathetic and sensitive. Uh, I can can say yes. I'd like to think that I'm empathetic, given the fact that I'm a nurse. Um, And I can be sensitive. Also helpful and generous. I'll leave that for my friends to comment on that one. I don't know if I am or not. Now, it does say that we're level-headed, and I'm going to call bullshit on that one. I don't think I'm level-headed at all. Also, practical and down-to-earth. No, I don't think I am. Um, Yes, I've done a nursing degree, but I am not down-to-earth. I really am not down-to-earth or practical at all. It does say, however, excellent actors, which is weird because growing up, I wanted to be an actress. I did my drama GCSE. And I wanted to be an actress. End of. So that, I suppose, is kind of true. I also looked into the news on the day that I was born, uh, which I'd never done before. And I haven't actually looked into it that massively because I'm not a massive news person. Um, But I did find that it was for the first time in 215 years that the US Congress, the USA Congress, assembled to pay respect to the British monarch who was the Queen at the time. I don't know what year I'm expecting people to be listening to this to, but at the minute, we have a king. Um, So this was the Queen, obviously. Anyway, we move on. So I was born in Northern Ireland. I'm a Taurus, um, and that was a news. (laughs) Did, Did I even mention that I was born in Northern Ireland? Well, yes, I was, if I didn't. And then I moved to Lancashire, and this is where both of my parents are from. Actually, most of my family are from, um, and I loved it. I still do, still do. Um, I still talk to some of my good friends from there. I have some of the best memories as well. And then from there, I moved to Germany, um, which, again, I, I loved. I So... In case you didn't guess, I was a military brat, okay? So we moved around a little bit. So we moved to a few different places in Germany, and I fucking loved it. I loved it. Um, I mean, there was stuff that would go on that you just, you would not see today. I mean, you would, okay. So we lived in um, a camp and just literally up, the road so in our street 
we there were refugees a refugee camp okay so we would literally share a park with these refugees now these refugees would literally carry guns around with them okay so god forbid we <laughs> were playing in the park at the same time and our ball or whatever went near them well we didn't see that fucking ball again let's just say that because we weren't going to go and get it um I mean, you would not see that now, right? That would just not be happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, we, I used to, uh, I used to hide in the, you know, the big recycling bins that you get. Um, I used to hide in there with a friend, and we used to chuck newspapers at them. Uh, I sh- I'm not laughing. I am laughing, but I'm not. It's awful, horrible child. I know, but at the time. They were just these people that would carry guns around and frighten the absolute crap out of us. So we would hide in these big recycling bins and throw newspapers at them. I mean, I don't know why. We didn't gain anything from it. Um, But we also had these old um, bomb shelters as well that were kind of disused. This was actually when we were living in Aldershot. I've skipped forward a bit there. So we moved to Oldershot following on from Germany and there was a disused like kind of bomb raid shelter thing at the top of our street. And uh, we used to go in there and explore and find all sorts of things and then get really, really scared because, you know, as kids, our imagination went wild and we would shout, oh my God, there's someone down there, you know. And there wasn't. (laughs) I mean, there wasn't. But... Yeah, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was a completely different community to what I know now. We, as children, we were all in the same boat. We all had a family member that would be um, absent for a long time. Um, And they were kind of less judgment, I suppose, I'm, I, I suppose it's hard because I've got nothing to kind of compare it to. But I feel that there was more of a community spirit in the military life than the, what there is now in the civil life. Um, and I, I did. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Anyway, I lived in Oldshot and also had some great times there as well. I still talk to one of my best friends from there, Kaylee. She now lives in Australia and she is just amazing, absolutely amazing. So I live in Cornwall now. I moved here when I was about 13, I think I was. Um, And then my parents split up at the age when I was 14 and that really, really hit me hard. Um... And I'm sure it does for a lot of children having a broken family. I really struggled with it. I was I was the typical daddy's girl. Oh God. He was the absolute apple of my eye. Anytime I'd hurt myself or I was feeling poorly, it was my dad. I wanted my dad all the time. He he was my hero. Um he would, I'd suffer really badly with migraines and I just remember feeling his heavy hand stroking my head and he was the funny one. Um, so I, yeah, I really struggled with it growing up and I think 
their split led on to a lot of behaviours and events that happened later on in my life. I feel maybe some of them wouldn't have happened or would have been dealt with differently if my dad was still there. So following on from my parents splitting up, anyway, I I kind of went along. I really struggled with it. Trigger warning, I did self-harm. Moving on from that, I kind of went through school. I became a bit rebellious and just kind of tried to deal with it, really. I was a typical teenager trying to deal with this this split up. And it was really shit and difficult for my mum because I wanted to see my dad, but my dad didn't really bother with me he'd he'd gone off with another woman and it broke me basically and my poor mum just had to pick up the pieces had to pick up the pieces and still does obviously anyway moving on I then went and met a wonderful person called Nick and I was 16 at the time and I fell pregnant So it was a whirlwind of a relationship, absolute whirlwind. He, I can openly say that he literally worshipped the ground that I walked on and I was completely besotted with him. We spent every goddamn day together. As soon as he got home from work, I would see him. As soon as I finished college, I would see him. And we were besotted, absolutely besotted. And I fell pregnant with him and I still remember now his reaction and it was just the most beautiful thing ever he was so excited that he instantly went and told his mum and it was just so cute um however not long after our relationship unfortunately Nick passed away um from epilepsy We were on holiday at the time with my mum and he ended up having a epileptic fit, which he basically, he didn't come out of. And despite being in hospital, I want to say for 10 days, honestly, my brain was like mush at the time, obviously. He was in an induced coma, but his brain was still fitting underneath the sedation. And they couldn't work out why, how they were going to stop it. Um, so every time they tried to bring him round from sedation, he would just carry on fitting. And it, the decision was made basically that because he was then brain damaged, there was no future for him. He would literally just be Nick breathing. And that was it. That, that was all that his future held for him. So he was taken off his life support machine. He managed to breathe on his own for 24 hours and then passed away. Uh, All the while I was pregnant and my mum didn't know to begin with, but obviously Nick's mum knew and it then ended up coming out that I was pregnant. So that's how my mum found out. She found out from somebody else, which is awful. So when I thought that things couldn't get any worse, um, I went for a scan. And unfortunately, baby's heartbeat was not there. And uh, 
basically the sorry bear with me so baby was so kind of comfy shall we say um that mother nature was going to take a little while until I would miscarry so I was given the option to have a medical miscarriage now at the time I I was showing and people were obviously rubbing my tummy and so pleased that I had a part of Nick that I would be able to carry on and will still live and I knew that that wasn't going to happen I knew that this baby was never never going to be part of this world well this side of it anyway so I did take the option of having a medical miscarriage for my own emotional health I think um and that was really hard because part of me felt like I was almost having an abortion and not that I'm against abortions massively I think in certain situations yes we I'm just going to move on from that subject but I did feel like that that's what was happening and it wasn't um so two weeks after his funeral I was it two weeks I don't think that feels like a really long time so basically I miscarried not long after his funeral and obviously throughout his whole funeral and thereafter his family and friends were rubbing my tummy and oh my god I can't believe you're carrying Nick, um, which was awful. I mean, and the the funeral was massive, huge. Like there were people outside the church, and everything. It was it was massive. So, yeah, that was another part of my life. And following on from that awful experience, kind of just snowballed from there, really. I then ended up kind of meeting Lewis's father. Now, I need to be careful with what I say. Lewis's dad is still very much in Lewis's life. And let's just say it was an unhealthy relationship, to say the least. So I met Lewis's dad and things just kind of went from there and I then fell pregnant again and with Lewis. Now Lewis was born and that difficult relationship carried on with Lewis's father but in a nutshell it was a shit relationship. We're not together now and things are actually better. Um, Lewis is nearly 14 now so it has taken many 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 years for us to be amicable. That's the word I'm looking for. Amicable. And don't get me wrong, we've we've had many ups and downs. And we still continue to work on our relationship for Lewis, of course. But it has been difficult. Very much so. And so, 
where do I go from here now? So when Lewis was three, I started doing my nursing degree and that was another what difficult time so Lewis was three and I was having to travel up to Plymouth so Plymouth is about an hour and a half train ride from where I live and I was doing this sometimes four or five times a, a week I had to get up I think it was about four o'clock in the morning I'd had to get up get myself sorted get Lewis up ready and sorted to leave the house for about half past six in the morning now, doing this whilst trying to study for a degree is fucking hard work. I used to drop Lewis off to the childminders, yeah, for about half six-ish. So our childminder lived literally across the road. And my train, I believe, was about 10 to 7, 7 o'clock. And that would then get me to uni for half eight-ish, nine. Um, and then... Well, I'd have to be in my lecture by nine o'clock. My first lecture was at nine. So it was a fucking struggle. Let me, let me just say that. Um, and I did it, though. I did it. I got there. And your girl fucking qualified as a nurse. Oh, woohoo. So when I qualified, I first worked out in the community. And I absolutely fucking loved it. And then I went on to work in a GP surgery. And I really enjoyed that, too and did a little stint in hospital. Now, I fell pregnant with Bum. Um, I haven't even spoken about how I met Martin. (laughs) So, during my nursing degree, I met Martin um, offline. And we dated, and we got together, and all the rest of it. Um, I'll probably talk about our relationship a little bit more in later episodes, but... We're just going to keep it brief for now. So um, I then fell pregnant with Bum. And because I had a really rubbish pregnancy with him, I just stopped working because I couldn't work. And that kind of just takes me up to now. I had Bum seven months ago. He's now seven months old. Uh, I'm officially unemployed. And I don't really know what I'm going to do with my career at the moment I'm kind of up in the air there's a lot of balls that I kind of been juggling and I'm appreciating this time that I've got and while being off on maternity to spend with having a completely different experience this time choose what I want to do that's what's led me to do this podcast so um again I'll try not go too much into it because obviously this is what the podcast is about but parenting nowadays is fucking hard I mean it's always been hard don't get me wrong kids have always been the same but with the um, access to social media and everything else I think that parenting in modern society is a lot harder than what it has ever been um and it was it's certainly different now to what it was 14 years ago, absolutely. And I kind of wanted to put it out there to people that actually parenting is hard. And you know what, it's okay to admit that your children are dickheads sometimes. Doesn't mean you don't love them. Doesn't mean that we don't struggle. 
And it's okay to say that you're struggling. It's okay that your house is a mess. It's okay that you don't get all those aesthetic pictures that you see on Instagram. And, you know, all that kind of stuff is what we're going to go into. And being off this time with Ruben has given me the opportunity to reflect on that. With Lewis, I... So when I... I didn't mention this before, but when Lewis was six months, uh, six weeks old, I actually went back to college to do my hairdressing degree. Not a degree, I'm <laughs> fucking out. Qualification. Um, because at the time, my mum was, you know, kind of worried that I didn't have any qualifications under my belt. I was 18 years old and I had a child. So at six weeks old, I went back to college to finish off my hairdressing qualification. And I never did any of the baby group thing. I never did none of that. And so this time round, it is completely different, which is what has brought about this this podcast. And I, I'm really hoping that other mums, parents, whoever gets something from this. And I don't want to sit here and say, well, I would be more than happy if just one person got something from this podcast. I'm not going to lie. I want at least more than one of you to get something from this podcast. I want you to be able to relate to it and go, fuck yeah, that is exactly how I feel. And I'm so glad I'm not the only one because I can assure you there's a lot of times that as mums, as parents, we feel like we are the only one. And there's stuff that I have learnt that is completely normal and that I am not the only one that feels this way. So this is why I've done the podcast and I hope that it just fucking goes right. It re- I really, really do. And I'm so excited for it. I've got so many ideas that I'm going to throw out there and I'm just, I'm buzzing as fucking corny as that is. I'm so excited and I hope that this first episode hasn't bored you too much, but I just felt the need to at least kind of introduce myself a little bit. It's probably been a bit one subject to another to what the fuck is she talking about? But that is my brain. I'm sorry. You're going to have to fucking deal with it. End of. And yeah, I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else that I can say in this first episode. I hope you come back to listen to my second episode and continue to support me. Um, I've now got to fucking edit all this shit. So I'm really sorry if you listen to this and there's loads of mistakes, but it's a journey and you're going to fucking follow me on it. And hopefully we'll see that actually my editing skills end up becoming pretty pro and I get good at it. But anyway, join me again next week. I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. Uh, Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. I'm just going to shut up now. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoy the pod, please click on the download button, like and give me a review as it really helps me get it out there. Also, if you're on Instagram, please give this episode a little screenshot and tag me. I'm on Instagram at mum underscore unfiltered. Thank you so, so much. Mm